gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast On Prince here at Podcast Juice. All right, so anyway, wanted to have a discussion on the art of the first single. And, you know, I started thinking to myself, you know, I was thinking of the old albums and stuff, and Prince always had some great first singles that would lead off his albums. Um, and then sometimes... There were some singles where I was like, hmm, I'm curious if that one's going to work. So it's just kind of a loose discussion that we're going to have here uh, today. And let's see, where do I want to start with this? Actually, I wanted to start with an, uh, the album Love Sexy. I'll start there. Um, the first single for the Love Sexy album was Alphabet Street. Uh, and listening to that album, you know, obviously classic album, whatever. I can see, and it would make perfect sense to, to at least in my mind, to, that that would be the lead single because it's a very, it's a funky song. It's uh, easy to get into. It has some elements of classic prints, you know, like the chicken guitar scratch and things of that nature. Um, and there was, you know, they edited the, the song, so there was the version with the rap, but then the single version was without the rap. So it, was a, so it could be a shorter song. And uh, to me, that song, if you like, in my opinion, if you like nothing else on the album, you could, you're going to love that song. I mean, that's a song anybody can get into. And I remember, like, back then, um, people knew Alphabet Street but didn't know anything else from that album. Like, it wasn't, as they say, as accessible. Uh, and this is my opinion. Um, so I thought that Alphabet Street was a great leadoff for that album. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think about that in terms of love sexy that was a uh, perfect for i think that was as you would say is the most accessible accessible song on the album and it made sense it definitely was funky it definitely was something you can groove and dance to and compared to the rest of the album which was very spiritual based uh it didn't it wasn't heavy so yeah it definitely works plus he gave us a new aesthetic What's I that? disagree with the, with the video. Oh, <clears throat> I disagree slightly. Uh, the Love Sexy album was, if we go back in the time machine on CD, especially, it was released as one continuous track. And while Alphabet Street wasn't the first song on there, was it? No, it was I Know. Mm -hmm. um, that made it hard to be able to pick singles from that because you couldn't access it on the CD. Now, the second single to me, Glam Slam, was a better lead single, but now we're just splitting hairs, and I just didn't like the fact that the song was all, the album was in one track, so it was hard to get to, but Alphabet Street, you know, they had, like you said, they had the extended version with the rap, and the video was a whole new thing with just him and the car and the alphabet. It was, it was interesting. But I would have gone with Glam, Glam Slam. Interesting. I don't, yeah, I didn't get the whole, so the whole one track thing didn't matter to me at that time because I was still buying records heavily <laughs> at that point, vinyl. So it wasn't no, I didn't even know what track meant. Like that wasn't even my lexicon. I didn't think I had a CD player at that particular time. It was so new. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I was really? still heavy with records and, and getting heavy into cassette tapes. Cassettes was, was the thing in 88, like. I think cassettes was a king almost at that point. So I never would have. So, yeah, I had no idea that it was everything was all one track. If, 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 if Coming from that, uh, you always had to put the record in either where you wanted it or rewind the tape to where you wanted to be at. So that, that didn't play to me. But uh, to, to say this Glam Slam, I, well, the Glam Slam was the second single, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I don't think that that was... To me, that song is not as accessible as Alphabet Street. That's just my opinion. That, to me, that's more princey stuff. Like, it's not like, yeah, I just don't think you'd have to, to me, you have to be in the Prince to, to, to appreciate that song. And I remember that song being played on the radio, actually. I remember, as a matter of fact, I was, um, <laughs> I was working at McDonald's. There was this chick there that I was trying to talk to. <laughs> and I was, I was talking to her, I suppose. I can't remember her name, but we had, I took her in my 
when I was in my car, we were driving. We would we would always drive by the lake uh, and driving around. I remember the song came on the radio, and I, of course I knew the song was like playing an album. But this was in the time when Prince was not necessarily like the go-to shit anymore. But I was kind of surprised that she kind of knew the song a little bit. And I didn't know what the song meant at the time. So I was so, I was, I was game, goofy. So I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. She was like, well, you know what this is, right? And I'm like, huh? Now looking back at it, she was probably was trying to give me a little hints. <laughs> so like, you can make your move, playboy. But I was, <laughs> I was so like stupid. But anyways, um, yeah, Glam Slam. So then it was Glam Slam. And then uh, I Wish You Heaven. Which I was surprised that they put that out, but I loved it that they put that out. Wow, great! You know, uh, I didn't expect it would be like some number one smash or something like that, but we got that twelve inch out of that, which was fantastic. You know, uh, I wish you'd have been one, two, and three. Yeah, I still bump that. Take this beat out of mine. Yeah, fire! All right, well. Um, so that was one of my picks. Uh, and Pooh, what, what's, what was like a first single that was impressive to you? Well, we're going to take it all the way back to 79 with the moonshine. It's an ODB reference if y'all don't get it. And I think he gave us the f- best first lead single of that generation, I Want to Be Your Lover. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's timeless. Anytime it comes on, you have to dance to it. And it's not only is it it's perfect for that time, it's kind of disco-y, but it's definitely rooted in R&B. But just overall now, it's definitely something that gets played at the cookout. So this, this is perfect. You know, you got this falsetto, you got the beat. If you got the, the longer version, you can let it ride out too. I, I got to give props. That was a good one. That's a, And for me... I am kind of disappointed in his single releases and a couple of in his later years, what he chose to as the first single. But this was great. I want to know if it was his or the record label's decision to go with this one. Yeah, I mean, that song's a no brainer, man. Like, again, it's kind of one of those things like if you bought nothing else, you would remember that song. You know, and I think it would be a, it's a great song to make you want to go buy the album, too. Like, oh, oh shoot, this is what's on here. Bang but yeah, I, I, I agree. That's a, I mean, that's a classic song. No doubt. All right. So Big Sex, you got anything to add on that or you want to go keep moving? No, I'll, go to, I'll go to the next one. Uh, Thieves in the Temple from Graffiti Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I only picked this because when I first heard it, I actually saw the long form video on BET. And the long form video damn, I ran out and bought the CD, and of course that version was not on it. So I had to you know, wait and track down the, the maxi single. But that's what really set this album up, and, it, and I, I know I'm going to get mail on this, and it really was kind of misleading because the rest of the album, let's just say it hit, hits and misses. You know, hits and misses. You know, because the third single from that album was the song, New Power Generation, no. No. I could say something, but I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> See me next week. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that because to me, when that Thieves in the Temple dropped, I thought that that was at the time. I'm talking about at the time. I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it, but I was like, this is not a lead single to me. I, I thought that this was like, because I was so used to, you know, up until this point, for the most part, the lead singles on Prince albums was bangers. Was, they were they were the classics, you know, they were like, oh. And I felt like, I was like, wow. And even before this, we had Bat Dance, um, which I could... Even then, I, would, I could argue this possible. I, maybe I would have picked like Party Man or something or, or Vicky's Waiting. But then when I think about it, no, Bat Dance was the most, was probably the perfect record to lead that project off. But I, I felt like, I was like, because to me, I was like, 
he's saying this is the best thing on this album. That's how I looked at it at the time. Like, Thieves in the Temple is the best record off of this album that's going to... See, I never looked at the single being the best song. See, I did. Because I was saying, because usually the first singles were always like, yeah, like, we'll make some of the other ones. I agree. And I just kind of, I, I was like, wow, this is going to be interesting. This sounds like, it sounded different, which most of his stuff does, but it was different in a way. Like, I was like, this isn't, I don't hear that classic Prince thing in it at the time. Right, it just, I'm just saying. Initially, I, I remember I was like, I remember talking to Tobias when we were back then. I was like, I was like, God, man, what's, what's, this is kind of soft or something. Now, when I did hear the 12 inch version, yeah, that's something different. But initially, I was kind of thrown off by that. Personally, I was like, hmm. okay, well, I will put you on the spot, sirs. Which should have been the first single. Mm. <laughs> That's a hard one. That is a hard one because listening to that album, uh, now I'm going to say this and I'm not going to go too deep. I'm going to go exactly opposite of what Big Sexy just said. I think New Power Generation would have been a better first single. And I'm a, and that's all I was saying. I'm gonna explain it. It'll make sense later. But looking at the songs that I can think of on that record now, I think that could have been a better. It at least remind me a little bit more of a Prince that I kind of understood at the time, or my expectations of what a Prince would sound like, a little bit. But that's a tough choice. Well, for me, um. Looking at this album, it's it's I you want the best song. I'm not saying this is the best song, but mm. I think it was the most accessible one. Here we go. I didn't know what you're gonna say. <laughs> Weak and funk. Oh no, okay. That's interesting. I think that would have tore it down. I, I know people love the original version, but I think at that time with that, that that's just a funky ass song. Plus you got George Clinton, which people, you know, he has the cachet of Atomic Dog and mm -hmm. having to re, uh, revitalize career. I think that would have been a great first single. You know what? I could see that. That would be, that probably would have been, would have been dope. And give it a proper video. I could have mm -hmm. been, yeah. Because I, I, I know people swear by joint repetition and the question of you. I think those are great hardcore Prince songs, but I don't know if it would have uh, crossed over to the mainstream. I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying it wouldn't have. I'm just saying I don't know. As, as a first single, I don't know. I can see, yeah, I, I, I kind of see what you're saying, actually. Yeah. I'm curious in the comments. They're probably lighting your ass up, but that's all right. You got opinion. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Another one for me. Uh, again, just I'm I'm going to uh, what was a great first single? Uh, Kiss. Yeah. From Parade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's almost like that. That song to me, that song is the odd song out on that album. I actually don't think it has. To me, sonically, it it doesn't even necessarily match that album, in my opinion. Uh, is the most accessible song on that album to me. I think it was the... No, I don't think it was created late into the album. But to me, that, that song is like, it just stands out. Like, it just screams like, I'm the shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, and, I don't, and nothing else on the album sounds like it, in my opinion. No, not at all. It's, it's, it's a, no a funky track. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. So I thought that was a great lead-in and you know, number one song. Uh, now, is it my favorite song off that album? No. But in terms of it would be a first single that everybody could get into, and it has some prints that you under, you know, I think it has a guitar in it. At that time, that was a big identifier. Yeah, that works. If it was up to me, and it probably would have failed I would have had to start off with another level holding <laughs> But that's my own personal taste. Yeah. Yeah, 12 inch version of Lover Hole in Your Head with, oh, the, with the horn section. Yeah. 
I I don't maybe it's because you know the backlash of the movie, but that song should have been top ten, in my opinion. It's oh, that another level. Yes, yeah, that should have been top ten. And here's the other thing, because I know mountains and girls and boys again are hardcore faves. I mean, I like mountains, girls and boys. I don't rate as high as some of the other Prince Army, but I think if another lover holding your head was the second single, I think it probably would have done better. It's possible. I I, I think the, the 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 wave of that movie was so hard back then; it just overshadowed the album in a, in a bad way, you know. Because once the movie came out, it was like that. They're like, ah. He was kind of, kind of backed off of it, but if that movie hadn't came out and it was just that album, I think it would have probably performed better. And I always feel like, to me, like I like the video that they put out, you know, it was from the Detroit concert. But if they would have just did like a a regular video and used the album version, or even incorporated the twelve inch version, and it was a video video, like how they did Kiss the video. I think it would have mm, yeah. been a whole different thing, man, if we'd have pushed it like that. Because that Kiss video was synonymous with MTV. And that's a yeah. dope video. Like, even my daughter in 2019, anytime she sees that, she has to watch it. Like, it's just such a striking video. He has such a great look. And that record, Round the World in a Day, is beast, man. Like, that is. You mean parade? I'm talking about around the oh I'm right Ooh, see I'm, I'm old sorry <laughs> I'm old yes the parade what was, I was trying to say another lover another love, okay. another lover song Ooh, see that's just when you get the old man the mic put your foot down on the rock yeah I get to say this I get to say this to the south hilarious <laughs> well I'm ready for all the smoke I'm gonna go there. And say, if we're going to, my, what I found was a disappointing single, first single, Sign of the Timers album. And it did, it, it did okay. It charted well. But considering the bangers he had on that album, you know, I think he, he, he chose wrong with Sign of the Times as the first single. I agree with you. Yeah. I can't I disagree with that. And the only reason, I'm sure part of the reason why they went with, Sign of the Times was because of the whole kerfuffle around this album. You know, is it going to be Dream Factory? Is it going to be Crystal Ball? Is it going to be three? Is it going to be two? What? Figure it out. And he's like, look, fuck it. Here's Sign of the Times. Uh. And they just led with that. You know, and you, I wouldn't have thought you got the look would have went number one. So clearly that probably should have been the first single, I guess. But I mean, he's sitting on Housequake. He's sitting on is. Hot Thing. He's sitting on Adore. Slow Love. <sighs> you know, and he went with Sign of the Times. That probably could have been a good second or third single. But first, man, he should have came out with the bangers. I think, too, and I know we're talking about singles, but at that particular that time, point in time, videos played so heavy into the success of things. And I think it also hurt that he didn't do a, yeah. a video for Sign of Times, like a proper video. That was, that's, that's to me, like when I think of You Got the Look, I think it was part of the way of success is because they had that video for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. big, you know. But if he would have had a video, just think, if they would have had a video for Sign of Times, it would probably it would have been a whole different thing too but at the same point I agree if it was up to me first single would have been Housequake with the video game over that song would have blew and they could have just edited that word out because word and that shit would have bang I was like when Sign of Times came out I remember I remember walking into Tower Records I didn't even know it was out I just seen that 12 and I was like what is that that says Prince on it don't it (laughs) I was like, that's my man was like, that's your boy. <laughs> I, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what is going on? I was like, oh, that's not that nigga on the cover. I gotta get it. I know they're gonna clown me, but let me go ahead and get this. I got home. <laughs> that's cool. But when you flip that bad boy over and that la 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 here, I was like, oh, this is that heat. I was like, God damn. I thought that was supposed to be the first single. I was like, what what's going on? Why why do you have this slow song? Like, 
this the heat right here. I, was, I always thought that was supposed to be the first single. That was my first single. I was, hell, he talking about. But, you know, now when the album came out, I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, man. Um, what was the, and then I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man. Yeah. You know it's what? nice, There's, but it should have been a single. There is a, there was, there was going to be a, um, like a extended remix version of that, um, of that song, and it leaks like shortly after his passing, and I f- didn't get a chance to save it, and I can't find it anymore. But it's out there, like, and it's tight, like it was official. Um, I thought the second single was uh, "If I Was Your Girlfriend." Yeah, well, I'm on Prince Vault. They say uh, it was signed at the Times. If I was your girlfriend, you got the look that I can never take the place of your man. Mm, okay, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'll catch you for this. I have to be in the mood for it if if I was your girlfriend. Oh, so do I. Everybody does. Not me. That works every time. Now, that's a song that's not <laughs> accessible. Not, yeah, it's a, it, it's a, to me, it is, uh, it's just, Heavy Sly Stone, not a pop song. So I can see it's not super accessible. But again, without a video, it's just going to be relegated to radio, black radio, which I don't have a problem with. But I thought that he should have had a video for that because that's one of his illest songs. That song would, I mean, it is still a classic. Right. Whether it went to number one or not, it's the shit. Great writing. Yes. That song was crazy. I'll just say this to the Heavenly Father. Missed opportunity with Hot Thing. I think that would have been number one, mm-hmm. at least on the R&B dance. Hot Thing was a banger. Possible. Possible. I, I like how you said Adore. Or if they'd have had... I mean, that song was bumping. <laughs> they was bumping that on the radio anyway, but if they'd have had a video on that bad boy and his, he actually was pushing that, <laughs> that would have been very interesting. You know, if he was singing that to Jody Watley or uh, Janet, sh- huh? shut it down. No, I'm just saying, you know, whatever woman he would have got in there to sing for it, sing to. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, that. Yeah, that. But um, so we, we're dealing with first singles. Um, oh, big sexy go ahead. The next one, <clears throat> perfect lead single. Even though it came out months, if not years, in advance of the album, is the most beautiful girl in the world. That was perfect. A perfect song, perfect video, great single, but Warner Brothers fucked it up. That simple. Did Warner mess it up? How was it messed up? They they didn't want to release it. I'm talking about the album. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know, because we all know Prince came in and said, look, here is come, do that today. Here's gold experience, do it tomorrow. Warner's is like, no. What the fuck you mean? No. No. He's all, let me do um, let me do it on my own. They're like, he's going to do it on his own. <laughs> yeah, look what happened. It blew up. That song, had it been released properly, would have carried that album for a year and a half. But Warner's fucked it up. Well, it wouldn't have carried it for a year and a half the way Prince get down. After he, he, he was else, in the dust. He, was he gets bored, else. he's out. Yeah, I'm not mad at them, personally. I mean, I could see both sides, but I could see how they probably be like, yo, man, slow down. Like, at that point in time, rushing them out would have been a lot as opposed to today, but that was a brilliant single, though. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and stake my claim. The greatest single disc release ever. Get off. Perfect first mm-hmm. single. And then all of those remixes. Mm-hmm. Ah, I still I have that. That was I somehow lost it. I spent and paid $25 for that because even though I didn't even need it, but I'm like, no, I need that single. And the song was perfect at the time. Um, after you know, Love Sexy, which was more spiritual based, even though he had his little um uh sexual innuendos in there, 
Batman, which was a concept art uh, album, you know, playing on the themes of Batman. This one was like, oh no, uh, Graffiti Bridge, which was kind of a mess, all hodgepodge of all kinds of songs he already had. This was like new content and I'm just as bad as I thought I was. Here's my new band and look how funky we are. That was dope. I agree. Yeah, that, that song, that was the shit. <laughs> that came out. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a dope first single. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I can't, can't knock that one at all. Um, let's see. Another one that was interesting. Oh, unless you have more to say on that. I'm sorry. No, nah, I'm good. Other, other than I, it took me till I was in my mid 20s to figure out a mirror with a tongue inside I was talking about. Wow. Sure. I well, I, I'll play stupid. I don't know. I still don't know what the fuck you're Okay. You have to take that one offline. <laughs> I'll say this. There'll be some shit on Prince Records. I'll be singing along to some. I don't know what the hell he'd be talking. He'd be on some other stuff, man. I, 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 it'd be like years later. Somebody said, You know what that song's about, right? I'm like, Nah, I just like the shit. We sound dope. Yeah. Yeah, kind of crazy. I don't like this. <laughs> Uh, dude was a wild dude, man. No doubt. Um, all right, let's see. What else do we got here? Oh, um, this one was interesting because of when it was released. So Around the World in a Day. When that album came out, there was no single that preceded the album. <laughs> they just dropped the album. So the album came out April 22nd of 85. But then the first single, Raspberry Ray, came out May 15th of 85. But you know this is coming right off the heels of Purple Rain and Super Success, so he could kind of play that, just drop it in the stores. I don't need no promotion. I mean, he was the hottest thing going. People scooped it up. Yep. But uh, but Raspberry Beret was even when it was released later. That's a to me that's a super accessible song off of that album, aside from Pop Life, which I would have probably picked Pop, Pop Life first. But read my mind. Um, but again, even with Pop Life, I guess it's at that time you had to have a video to go with the shit, man. Otherwise, it's just not gonna, you know, perform properly. Because I thought that song was just a no-brainer. Like Pop Life, seriously. But there was no video. Nah. But uh, yeah, Raspberry Beret. Class. I was reading Raspberry Beret. So that song was from like 1982. Um, and then, of course, we got America came out. And uh, that video was bananas. That 12 inches. Bananas. 20, <laughs> 20 some odd minutes. <laughs> like, damn, this was, I was like, damn, he is not playing. Who's doing this? Like, who, who, See, as nuts as a 12 inch was, I like the live video. Yeah, the video was dope. That's what I say. Both uh, versions was super unique both. and killing. Yes. Man. Yeah, that was one of his great videos. I don't know that came. That was the when the uh, interview. Yeah. Came out. Yeah, it was like right after the interview. I was like, oh shit. Now, question: Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that one of the few times you have uh, Eddie and Alan on the same stage? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Now, now, question because uh, I read somewhere that the actual first single was Paisley Park that they did the video, but they have it listed as Raspberry Beret. I think in the UK that was a oh, single. Okay. There is a video. It's, he's not in it. It's just like kids playing or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in this, and I think, yeah, most of our conversation, we're dealing with the US charts. But yeah, Raspberry Beret. Uh, was one. Let's see. Did you guys have another one or something or another song? There's another obvious one. I know that's why I'm avoiding it, of course. (laughs) 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 But as much as I love Call My Name, I got to give him props. Musicology was a great first single. Yeah. I think it touches on everything that he was trying to do. Bring a little bit of old school, show how funky he was. The video was good too. 
Love that part. Mm -hmm. So I got to give him props. Uh, he he was on his marketing chops with that one. I agree again. Yeah, that was, that was brilliant. Man. That was almost. I felt like that should have even. I just thought that was such a great first song in the way to start the album. The video was so great. It was almost like that could have just been its own project. <laughs> I was like, I wish it was more about back in the days because then the album just kind of went to the regular scheduled broadcast. <laughs> I thought he was, I thought the whole thing was going to be like a throwback or, a, you know what I mean? Like more of that time, but it was just that. Because it was like, yeah, musicology, like, okay, we're going to talk about the music, you know, old school music and the history of it, but it was really just that song that sort of dealt with that for the most part. Well, for me, uh, I look, some of the, the songs that he did, I, I like the fact that it was more live band produced as opposed to, you know, some of the, the, uh, the drum machining that he got to be known for in the late eighties. So I'm, I'm glad, I think he, that's probably we say the old school, it was probably the way he put the album together. And like some of those songs did feel like a callback. I mean, call my name and, uh, call if my I was a man definitely. in your life, you know, those, so it's, it's kind of like a feeling. I, I get what you're saying, but I'm thinking. I think he kind of did. Yeah, yeah. Now you say that, but I, I feel like to me, diamonds and pearls, and did that too. Like, like he had to me always known for having the band stuff and the mix. But I get what you're saying too. At that particular time, it must have been maybe it was more of an innovative thing. But. Uh, Actually, Musicology came after Rainbow Children, right? Yes. So, yeah, that's what, that album to me is, if you're going to go that route, that's the album where there was some live playing and getting pop, like, you know. But I'm not going to compare the two albums. I'm talking about singles. Stay focused. Um, seeing as at this point, after Musicology, for me, the whole first single thing, I didn't pay attention no more for the most part to the first singles. What was the next album after this? 3121. Yeah, I don't remember. And it was, oh, a, it was a, yeah, I remember now. Guitar Zone. Oh, that's right. Well, they have, yeah. Which to me is like, if it wasn't going to be Black Sweat, how was it not 3121 as a single? Yeah. He threw me off with that one. At the time, I was like, man, this is all right, bro. It's a good song, but this one rallied the troops. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is, is that like he got it right with Black Sweat. I thought that was a really good song at the time. And then he had what the first memeable video, in my opinion. That whole video was a meme. <laughs> and I thought it was dope. Black Sweat's a funny song. Too. But he had 3121 right. There, like, come on, bro. That could have been a live performance song, mm. dude. Like, you got a banger right there. <sighs> you think Thirty One Twenty One's a banger? Yes, I love that song. That groove. Come on, man. Uh, the drum. Oh man. When I first heard that, I was like, "What the?" I'm like, "My dude, what are you doing? This is Sign of the Times all over again." Mm. I see. Wow. The, I see the, the voice and all that can get you to, to get you to think into that. But, uh. No, I mean it's for sign of the times where it's like you got all these bangers and you come with sign of the times first. Uh, I got you. You got thirty one twenty one. You come with Teamo Corazon. Man, <laughs> wow! <clears throat> Hilarious. Oh, we didn't mention uh, another one. First, I thought it was a cool song, but at this point. You had heard so many other songs in the bootleg, but was uh, uh, Let It Go for Come. Mm. I thought the song mm. was cool, but I believe at this point, there was so many of those gold and come songs floating around that I was like, nigga, if I don't hear Acknowledge Me <laughs> or Race or something, I don't want to hear nothing. Uh, but, uh, but, 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 but it was, I think it still was a pretty cool song. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Sexy MF. Go ahead, bro. The video that, I mean, because everybody said that was a jam session that he made a song out of. 
his throwaways better than yo yo face faves singles. Come on, man, that that was a killer. Unfortunately, he couldn't get a, a really good airplay uh, radio play on that. <laughs> but <laughs> sexy MF was a beast. I don't know if he chose that as the first thing because I've I've read that he wanted my name is Prince because you know the rap element to it. But sexy MF was the best one. You 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 get in the car. <laughs> My name is Prince. Oh. Yeah. Turning point. Yes. Yeah. Let's go way back. <laughs> Let's work should have been the lead single off of controversy. Huh? That's right. Really? I'm saying it. Wow. I'm saying it. Let's work. Constantly. If you look at the concert footage, look at the reaction in the club. That one always sets it off. I like controversy. I just think I'm not saying I dislike controversy, but Let's Work should have been the lead single. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll take it back even further to 78. I'm yours. I know people love Soft and <laughs> Soft and Wet was a hit, but I'm yours should have been the first single. No. That song, and I, this is the new millennial term, slaps. It slaps hard. <laughs> 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 it's like when I when I first heard that I was oh like God. what the I was like what the hell is this that guitar Ooh. intro that bass popping I was like oh man he left this on the album and put on oh. those other two no no disrespect software wet that's that's a good one that's a good one but for me I'm yours should have been the first single that would have that would have just set it off for me and I know I'm probably gonna catch heat but whatever. That is the only song that I would ever provide the clearance for Beyonce to remake. I think that would be a perfect song huh? for her. Yeah, I just it's, I think it's a good song for her. That that'd be the only Prince song I would be ever be cool with her remaking. I think it would be perfect for. Her. Interesting. The only song I want to hear her sing of Prince is "Nasty Girl." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. If you're not scared, take it out. Okay. <laughs> Let them get in formation on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Me Too movie's done, I guess. You know, I bet if she did that, it would be a. Yeah. A, just oh, a no, head I'm buster. sorry. You know the song I really want them to sing, her to sing? I know they're not going to do it. Uh, Sugar Walk. The song is called to me. Yeah. Well, that would be if she just came back out. I just, you know, I feel I'm a mother now, but I still can be sexy. This is for your man. Oh, Nick. Watch Cardi B team. Oh, please don't say that. I like watch Cardi B team here. This uh, like, yeah, I got oh, the no, kids. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I've died. Heart, Michael Dean, host of a Prince related podcast, heart attack on the show, talking about <laughs> Cardi B. Okay. No, uh, no, no. But yeah, back to my original point. No. That would be wild. Now I can see it, though. That's the sad part. I can't. <laughs> I can see it. Or, or Nikki. One of them, one of them going to do it. Or that'd, see, be the perfect, that'd be the perfect setup for Megan Thee Stallion. There you go. Oh! 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 <laughs> I'm just putting that all out there, huh? They'd be like, what song oh. is he talking about? Oh, no, that would be it. This is it. No. The estate, they'll be posting it. They'd be, they'd be on it like oh. they was on Beck. Megan Thee Stallion records at Paisley Park. Oh, <laughs> it, Mike, if that happens, I'm coming to see you, man. My sugar water. Bouncing. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, I can see it now. Uh, <laughs> oh, this, uh, is, this is dangerous. Just off the rails. <laughs> All right. Oh. Okay, um, I, I just want, here's the album that I wanted to ask about, Emancipation. Wow. 
So the, uh, yeah, so yeah. the first single was such a doozy out of left field to me personally. It was a cover, first of all. And it was a slow song. I was like, I was thrown back when I was like, this is the first single? First? I was like, wow, okay. But listening to the album now, I would have never picked that for the first single. If it was up to me, I actually probably would have done, um, actually, I might have done Jam of the Year or, and it's still kind of a mellow song, but Somebody, Somebody. I could see Somebody, Somebody. Mm. If it was like those live performances he's done, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album version, not so much. Like the one he did on Rosie O'Donnell or the the one that's on the Holy River. Yeah. 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 I, definitely. Definitely. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I don't know why he went with Betcha by Golly Wild. That I just was not feeling it. And uh, as far as in my opinion is replacement, uh, in this bed I scream could have been a good one. Mm. I love that mm, one. That's the that's that and uh somebody, 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 somebody are the uh the songs that I play off that album. Okay. Okay. How about you, Big Sexy? Well, Emancipation, the problem was, you know, there's so much. You know, you can you can look at the obvious contenders, like, you know, get your grill on. But just saying that sounds dated. Um, you know, there's in his bad ice cream, there is New World, which is a little had a little, little bump to it. Uh, you say New World? Yeah. New World was a cut. <laughs> okay, okay, apparently not. I'm Fuck cool. you guys. <laughs> I'm cool, but go ahead. I mean, there's just too much in this album. Now, I can see why the labels were like, look, man, three is too much. I can see this. Well, I mean, even just putting himself out, like, I, I, now, I don't know if it would work, but I think, it, to me, I, I like this. Uh, sex in the summer. It would just get everybody's attention. Damn it, I just looked at that one too. Yeah, yep. What did he just sex? And then he had the baby thing. If, if you're going to play that, you know, go that route. Like, that would have been it. Like, wow, he's got his child. And had the video. That would have been kind of tight, man. No. Is this, was it sex in the summer or was it one kiss at a time where he said, come and get your come on? That's the one they should have done. <laughs> one, one kiss at a time, yeah. That's the but one. To Mike's point, he's going like, to come out with the banger as opposed to the ballad first. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, that, that if, uh, if it was that or uh, Betcha Bike Holly Wow, I know which one I'm saying <laughs> to. <laughs> Betcha Bike Holly Wow. Now we were like, wow. <laughs> okay, all right. But he's got so much. I mean, there's so much material here. There's a lot of it, all of these. A lot of these songs would would have worked. Me, see, it's so funny. Like, if you're gonna go the the uh, cover route for the first song, I would actually probably say the if the bang for your buck for across all the markets, one of us. Yes. You know. Yeah. I was I was thinking of that one too, but yeah, I, I didn't know. Uh, um, because you know it was so close to who I forgot who did that one, Joan uh, Osborne. Joan Osborne. But yeah, if you were gonna, to me, that's the best cover. That's the best cover song of this album. I don't agree with that, but I think it would be the most impactful because <laughs> I just would. I know they. I know the Dominant Society would have been all on it. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the mainstream audience they would have they'd have known that song and then his version kills it. And then, well, they don't know that because it was still out, man. It was just, I think it was he too, them. He too new. He would have been like, well, I'm going to show you how to really do this song. And she would have probably got there, but forgot about her. <laughs> forgot her shit. He would have pulled her Sinead just a little earlier. That's all. See, I wonder if they would. I'm on my conspiracy brother, but would they would have pumped his shit up. Mm. <laughs> so stop. since it's. So since it's about to get released in 1999, uh, remasters, whatnot, I, yes, 1999 worked. It definitely worked. It, it was right. a moment in time. It was perfect. However, had he gone with DMSR, I think he would have shut it down. 
You know, no. so, yeah, I don't know. I no. mean, I think in certain places he would have. In the clubs, definitely. But as a lead single on radio, nah. Well, see, that's the thing. When I look, think of that Prince back then, he was still, even the original release of 1999 was sort of relegated to black radio at that time. It wasn't serviced. Pers- you know what I mean? Like, that's who he was yeah. pushing those albums to. It wasn't until, was it the second single? A little, little bit of Corvette and Dennis. Little little Corvette, sort of the switch yeah. was like, hey, let's push this a different way. <laughs> and this shit blows, you know, then well, MTV gets into it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that being said, it probably should have been Little Red Corvette, the first single, considering how uh, it, it took off and whatnot. And I think, and I would say this probably is the most accessible song on the album. Little Red Corvette? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And with Little or Red Delir- Corvette? I, somebody <clears throat> made mad at this, or Delirious to some degree. Again, it, well, in terms of, you said the most accessible song? Yeah, it depends I mean, it on what you mean by that, right? Like it, it doesn't really do it for me. But it, when you, to me, delirious, I don't really think that's a. If you played that, a lot of people wouldn't think that's a Prince. Well, song. that's what so, I'm saying. I yeah, didn't think that yeah. at the time either. But it was a reason why it was played, right? It's not the reason it, was it Prince or not. Is because it was accessible that right. they played. That's what I'm saying. I guess if you, if you were just trying to get the, you want you know beyond this, uh, black radio charts then you would put that out right because it's going to hit all over it's going right. to hit the bigger stations mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i agree i don't think i wouldn't have picked that as a first single person but it's not see if it was up to me i would have been some i'd have did like you i'd have did either dnsr or i probably would even stupider routes lady cab driving <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, would, that wouldn't be stupid but. well I mean I know it's only going <laughs> to appeal to a certain type of demographic but that would have been my pick like just like if it was the time like yeah I know Brainer is 777 is that going to go pop probably not but that shit is bang yeah side note that Miss Sade oh, she has her videos starting with that song that lick. She did. And I'm not mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised she ain't got shut down for it either. Hey. But when you're fine, you can get away with that. <laughs> fine as she is, she don't got to get no C and D's. I was gonna say something, but now I ain't gonna I ain't yeah. catch the heat. <laughs> um, all right. Any other ones you want to talk about? Well, the elephant in the room. Oh. Purple Rain's Purple first Rain. single. Yeah. Yep. Doves cry. I mean, yeah. it worked. It absolutely worked. But yeah, I think Let's Go Crazy probably should have been the one that go first. Really? Yeah, I think that was just a hype stadium anthem opening song. But I mean, hey, I'm clearly I'm wrong. When Doves Cry went number one. So I think When Doves Cry was perfect. Like again, that's almost one of those songs. That it, you can tell it was just made specifically for that. You know, it, it's a, in a sense, it's like the odd. It's not the odd man of the album, but it is different uh, than a lot of the stuff on there. I think it was the last song made for the album. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that yeah, that was. I mean, I'm trying to think what else you could do. Yeah, I mean, see now. It wasn't on the album per se, but you could just as easily. And it would have been very interesting and stupid, but what if the first single was Erotic City? <laughs> and it wasn't on the album. It would just been a banger that came out. It was a single that just destroyed it. Then, oh, yeah, I got another album coming through. Um, well, it didn't necessarily need to be released as a single since it was the B-side. You know, what if, and this has happened before, what if DJs just went into business for themselves and just flipped it over and said, we're going to play the B-side? Then you got to do something about it. If you're a label, you got to, you know, do another pressing and include it or something. Yeah. Um, what else was on? I'm sorry, what else is on the album? There's a lot of shit on the album. It's almost, almost, I think of Purple Rain. 
listen, when I think about it now, aside from Let's Go Crazy, I would say that those songs by themselves aren't singles. Agreed. Agreed. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I disagree because I think The Beautiful One should have been a single. I really do. That one should have been released as a single. The ballad? Come on, man. After Do Me Baby and the, well, not really. I, well, I think, yeah, but Do Me Baby and then putting that out before. I can see that. I was thinking what the ballad was on 1999, International Lover. I'm like, not that was released. But, but Beautiful Ones? Yeah. That yeah. should, especially, especially I think after the movie came out and that scene, that should have been on as a single on the radio because people would that. keep remembering that. Yeah. That's and they probably could have they just could have just took the scene and made a video, made a video yeah that, and that's the thing that was such a lightning in a bottle like because every performance in the movie was fire very true which is something that you don't see you know back then i didn't never think about that but now it's never where every performance was the shit like i don't think we've really ever seen anything like that <laughs> Where there was that many performances on one thing, and each one is its own, like, you know, the beginning of the movie. That's what crazy. Just killing it. Beautiful one. Computer blue, beautiful one. Killing it. Darling Nikki. Killed it. And then, you know, the end part of the movie, those three songs, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, um, I guess only, I think the only reason why I got released is because it's in the film, but... I'm just not understanding why he went with I Would Die For You. I, I just wasn't feeling it. As a single. It is kind of a weird song, but it's a great song, but I, I can kind of see it's, it's such a, to me, it's like you have to have the Bay on the Star part of it, but. Yes, because yeah. every time they get to that part, I'm like, wait, where's the rest? Where's the rest of it? <laughs> yeah. It's like it wasn't made to be a single. It was, it was made to go right into the next song because it's you know what i mean but it, it again because that movie was so hard you, you didn't care it's like oh yeah yeah that was a dope 12 inch too yep missed opportunities man i, w- I would love to see that's the book i'd want to read it's <laughs> Is them picking these singles because I would love to know what went behind all of this. Because, like I'm saying, like take me with you. I get it. You probably uh, capitalize on uh, Apollonia's hotness and whatnot. Even though the video was a uh, a concert performance that didn't have her in it at all. But I'm just thinking, like, how are y'all giving us "I Would Die for You" "Take Me With You" and leaving the beautiful ones on the floor? Like, dude. Right. And uh, and then you look at the uh, uh, Dirty Mind. I'm like, you performed Party Up on SNL, but that wasn't released as a single. And in my opinion, was a better it would have been a better single over Uptown, which is probably gonna cause some people to have a heart attack listening. But whatever, I'm not a big fan of Uptown. Thing is, though, nobody saw the Party Up performance till after the show because nobody was watching that season of SNL. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, with Batman, after okay, by this point they were watching SNL. After he did Electric Chair, my brother, why didn't you put that? And introduced Candy. What's up, girl? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, well, I have only one. The only song. When I think of uh, Batman, I question it. Wasn't Arms of Orion a single? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was like, huh? <laughs> oh, well, at least he got it right with Scandalous. That's what I can say. Arms of Orion. That's where I want to be. See you then, tranquility. I was like, my man clown. I was like, you a fool for your song. Oh. <laughs> I was like, he's feeling oh, himself. He's feeling himself. I had me lying that. Get, didn't he have a, wasn't the old girl on that? White girl. Yep. She, she needs to yeah. on that. Yep. I know what he was trying to do. <laughs> I'm about to need another hit. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> get that other monkey. <laughs> no, you ain't. <laughs> Not the way. <laughs> He's a fool. Wow. Like, like you said, this is strategic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like get this other market, y'all. They're going to hate this. I got, I got they, they garland on him. Yeah. Anyway. They moved on. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, not this one. Not like this. Not like this. Um, all right. I have. I think that's all I got, man. Unless you guys got some other got ones. One last, one last one, which I think should have blown up bigger. Uh, from 1993, the hits, the B side, Pink Cashmere. That was a good first single. No, I love that song. Yeah, that was a dope song for sure. For sure. Now you make me remember. I do have one other one. I think it was a, a good first single, but I don't think it. I don't. I don't know how well it was received, but I always loved uh, the greatest romance ever sold. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that song was tight. I hated the video, though. I thought the video was cool, man. Like, no, yeah. just boring. Hmm. That, yeah, that song, definitely love it. Yeah, I thought that was one. I was like, man, this is the shit. Yeah, I listened to the other day too. I was like, man, this is dope to me, but I don't know. So I'm, I'm sorry, but where do you think he went wrong with that album? Because I thought he had everything needed to succeed with it. He was trying too hard, in my opinion, to follow the path of the Santana was supernatural because he had all these guest people on it. It's like, no, that's not going to work with you, man. You're a different different cat. I, I personally don't have any problem with the album per se. Uh, I thought the songs were good. I think it was probably, I think when I was reading, it was the one with Gwen Stefani they wanted to put out, but her label wouldn't release, so her, far, to, so please. release her to do it. And I think that would have been a big song if they were able to have released that. And did a big <laughs> what? They can, they no. can do that? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure that was wow. the label. Look, if you're signed to label X and you want to go do a duet with somebody else on label Y, label X has to sign off on that. Wow. That's why when let's wind the clock back. That's why when Eddie Van Halen played on Beat It, nobody knew. You know, <laughs> Quincy didn't call up his management. <clears throat> or or David Lee Roth. He called Eddie directly. Eddie, what? What are you doing? Nothing. Want to come play? Sure. That was it. Nobody knew Eddie was on that until it came out. And the label was like, what the fuck, man? Why are we getting some of this? Oh, well. Because mm. yeah, normally you should say so-and-so appears courtesy of such-and-such records. Because I, I thought Baby Knows was a good song. I, do too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I love you, but I don't trust you. I like it, but I don't know if it would have charted. You know, I, I know. Yeah. And uh, I like the remix version of Hot With You with the Nasty Girl sample. Mm. Yeah, the, you know, that, I haven't that, played this song, this album in years. Unfortunately, I have it's not both a versions lot too. on there. It has some dope songs. I, I, uh, Silly Game, I used to like that one. Yeah, yeah. Wherever you go, whatever you do. Party, I mean, Pretty Man. It was dope. Yeah. It was cuts on here, man. You know, he yeah, had some I good songs. Nah, not that one. You don't like Pretty Man? Nah. Nah. Oh, there are beautiful strangers on this. On the other one. On the other one, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like one of them things where Prince would be quick to he feel a certain kind of way about them albums. He 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 done with them. <laughs> yeah, I ain't doing shit no more. I'm moving on. I, that's to me. I sometimes feel like that was some parts of this. Like, eh, all right, I got my bag. What was the one? Was it called? Was it Old Friends for Sale? Is that mm -hmm. the one that had? Um, no, no, the other one. Chaos and Disorder. Yeah. Dinner he, with the Lord that's exactly what he did with that. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know what? Here you go. See you. Yeah. I like it there with 
that's that's a great song. That should have been a single. You know, other than the same December and Vandalie, everything else is yeah. He didn't release any singles for Crystal Ball. No, no. He had bangers there too. He did. No, I know. <laughs> I know it was integrated into Continental, but tell me how how you want to be done. That's my jam. Oh yeah. All right. We're just grasping this point, so we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, wrap it up. Jumping, jumping to all different bands. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this. What are some of your first single picks? Um, what would be? I guess they do. Uh, I don't. This, they, I guess they do call them singles, right? Even like uh, this. Nineteen now. Well, they release songs. Yeah, they put songs. Hell out. yeah, we're in a, we're in a single society, man. Because okay. it's not about the album anymore. It's about. Single and streaming, man. How many streams do you get? Right. Fuck that. It's kind of to me going going back to back in the days and just about the song. Back in the sixties, yeah. 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 Kind of shit. I was gonna say the new album or the re release, nineteen ninety nine. They've put out three songs already. Um, Don't let them fool you. International lover, and then they did one of the live tracks, I believe. From their concert. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed yourself today, and we will see you next time on Podcast Juice. Working like a job.